You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Straight up. Cash in, cash out, cash in, cash out, cash in, cash out, cash in, cash out, 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 cash in, cash out, cash in, cash out, cash in, cash out, cash in, cash out, cash out, cash out, cash out, cash out, cash out. Ryan in the car with no keys, straight up, Louis V shirt with no sleeves. I got slaughter gang, nigga, I'm reppin', turn on. Chopper get the preaching, I'm the reverend, turn on. Call him new era, he cappin', yeah. Different type of niggas, I ain't that on God. Really makes me, uh, I really resonate with this song, Cash In, Cash Out. <laughs> and when you listen to it, listen. Listen to this, Johnny, when it comes up. This is our lives right now, man. What not right here? He says Cash In, Cash Out, Cash In, Cash Out. And then Cash Out, Cash Out, Cash Out. <laughs> oh my god. It's yes, for, yes, this Pharrell. Is. Somebody named 21 Savage. I'd like to pretend I know who that is. That's uh, Tyler the Crater, who shows up to Malibu at our car show every once in a while. Oh, yeah. Tyler's cool. Um, So good. This song, it just makes me laugh every time. Cash out, cash out, cash out. I want to hear it. Let's go right back to the beginning. Just hear more of that. Here, listen. Feel so good. Cash in, cash out, cash in, cash out, cash in, cash out, cash in, cash out, 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 Everybody's feeling it. How are you with Johnny here? It's a Sunday, and yeah, it's there's all sorts of everybody's worried about money. It's such a weird time. I've been alive for a lot of these cycles. I can't quite understand this one. I understand the price of things is going up, but then I'm reading that there's a surplus of goods that no one's talking about that are, you know, it's just such a weird time, but I feel like everybody's hurting for money. I, I don't know about the cash hurting, is going out. Every, everyone's just nervous, and then everybody's there, nervous. But there's also my friend Jay Lamb has this thing that I've wow. termed. You're dropping Jay Lamb's name. Jay Lamb. First moment of the show. Jay All Lamb. right. What about your friend Jay Lamb? Well, he's the founder of the 24 Hours of Lemons. Wonderful ah, man. Yes. But so let's hear what he has to say. He has this thing that I refer to <laughs> as Lamb's Law, and it's the theory right. that no matter how much your income goes up, your yeah. expenses go up by that plus 0.5 percent. 
Yes, that Zuckerman theory. Oh well, well, it's also well, Jerry's theory too that the pressure of the money in the wallet must be relieved ah. once it fills up. Right. Yeah, yes. we all tend to uh, spend what we make as we make it, and then a little more. So yes, yeah, so our yes. th- our three Jewish friends have all come up with the same theory. Yes, and then it's like this. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> Feeling good. Feeling good until this moment. Cash out, cash out, cash out, cash out. And that's then you start to panic. Cash out, cash out, cash out, cash out, cash out. There's like 10 cash outs in a row. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's our lives. Welcome to Spike's Car Radio. Lots to catch up on. I don't know if I told you, Johnny, but I was waiting for tickets for the Pebble Beach Concord to go on sale. And they kept seeing they were none available. And I was like, when are they going to sell? They go, they went up, they went down. Sold out. Sold out. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. We're trying to, and they said, uh, we're trying to add more seats. Now, in the beginning, they were free before yeah. everybody jumped in. And then I, I don't know what happened. And I apologize if things got messed up. But um, we're going to be uh, at the Pebble Beach Concours, I think at the Lodge this time, um, at one thirty. On Saturday. On Saturday. And uh, any combination, so far, right, it's five of us. It's all of the hosts of Spike's Car Radio, or SCR, Matt Farah, Johnny Lieberman, Jerry Seinfeld, and Zuckerman. And we'll be doing our first live show. We'll be recording the show live, um, performing it in front of you. If you could call this a performance. <laughs> we'll have time for questions so we can hear your silly questions. Live. Pick your favorite three cars garage. You get a guards red. Nine nine one point two. What's the one that got away? <laughs> <laughs> so wait a second. And I think what and, and what and they're going to add more seats though. I, and I don't know how that's going to work. But I, I'm but, just curious. Do you know off the top of your head if there's ever if one of these has ever sold out before? They all sell out. Okay. They don't sell out this quickly. Okay. Um, and there were one or two. You know, uh, uh, and it happened that we were always on a Friday, and I think most of our listeners are where we would want to be on that Friday, which is at the Works Porsche Show at, oh, at Pebble yeah, Beach, okay. right? Yeah, yeah. And at uh, the Quail. Quail. Quail, yeah. Right. So, so this year, I said, can we please do it on Saturday? They were nice enough to let us do that. And uh, and 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 they all kind of popped up. Then Jerry jumped in, and then Matt Farah jumped in. You were already headed there. And so I didn't. I didn't. It was two things. One, so you got hotel rooms because last time we spoke. Yeah, they hooked us up. Oh, good. Okay. And then two, I didn't know Jerry. I thought he was taking the year off. He's he's taking the year off of Pebble. No. Oh, I don't think so. I mean, he's all he's very. Uh, the word I like to use is capricious. <laughs> He'll say he's going to be there, and then he won't be there, and he might be there, but then right. he appears. Bing, hello. I last time we spoke, I feel like you said that he was going to Italy or something. I think he is. Ah. I think he is. Okay. But he said he would be back in time for this. He's very committed to the SCR audience, and he loves doing the show, and we love going up there and driving. And I think. I think we're all going to be there. So even if you don't get tickets and if you're down at the lodge, come by and say hi. Yeah. You'll see us there. We'll be smoking cigars uh, uh, at our other hotel. We stay at the Spanish Bay, right? And smoke I mean, cigars I, there. I, this year, I'm sadly not there, but I will be smoking cigars with you every But day. you'll show up. That's all I like to do at Pebble I remember Beach. one of the first times I saw Johnny Lieberman ever. Yeah. You, you were walking in with some weird Hungarian Bugatti guy. Yeah. And I went, there's that Johnny Lieberman guy. <laughs> and you eyed me cautiously, and I eyed you cautiously. I'm That's like, how you do it. Yeah. Who are these guys? Yeah. Why are but they then, there? But the first time I really hung out with you was uh, in the fire pits uh, at Spanish Bay. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And now look. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was a all big mistake. <laughs> Where's that time machine? <laughs> yeah. Um, Zuckerman dropped out of the show today at the last minute, of course. Um, but I said, hey, we got 51 other shows. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah. Let's, let's talk. <laughs> I'm trying to try to. <laughs> Neither I, of us have energy today. I, I hung out with him the other day, and as he pulls up, he's on the phone, and I just hear him go, Yeah, he's a short fingered maggot. <laughs> I go, Who's this? He's like, My friend. <laughs> he's always having seven conversations at once when you're talking to him on the phone. Like, he's got two phones at his ear, and he's yelling at somebody in traffic. <laughs> And, I was like, and I'm like, can I just have your attention just for 30 seconds? Are we having lunch or not? Oh, hold on. Get out of the fucking way, lady. Yeah, you. I'm talking to you. Just screaming at somebody in traffic. Oh, yeah. I will nominate him for, for, out of all of us, the first guy to get shot in traffic. <laughs> oh, definitely. for sure. Yeah, yeah. 100%. It's going to happen. You short-fingered maggot. <laughs> you short. Why is having short fingers bad? I, I I just heard it, and I just I go, who are you talking to? He's like, my friend. That's not. Oh, that's a term of endearment, I guess. Oh, so good. Yeah, so that's good. Zuckerman. Um, yeah. I forgot to mention the last two weeks, uh, Scott Dixon, six-time IndyCar champion, won in Toronto, Tying Mario Andretti's uh, for his second most IndyCar victories. Yeah, 52 victories, I'm pretty sure. In uh, history. In history with the Zuckerman sticker on the back of his helmet. <laughs> Which is the best thing in the world. <laughs> you know, he stuck it on and then he won. I'm not saying this correlation. <laughs> right. But it right. sounds to me like there is correlation. I just like the fact that that, you know, he's wearing this custom helmet that says Richard Mill, and there's Paul's ugly mug, <laughs> stink guy, and the guy next to him. Ganassi Racing. <laughs> I think uh, it's a lesson for all of you listening out there that if you, if you want to win, whatever it is you're trying to do, whatever it is you're trying to accomplish, be like Scott Dixon. That's right. Stick on the Zuckerman sticker yeah. and win. If you're going to court, stick it on your briefcase. You know? I think there's something about there's something about that face that helps you get your game face on. You go, let's do it. It's not exactly. It's just like I can destroy all of you. Yeah. Right. And yeah. you look at it, and that's what he said. I talked to Scott. I didn't really talk to him, but I imagine <laughs> if I did talk to Scott, he texted me. Right. And I'm sorry, Scott, that I forgot to uh, talk about this. But it was first of all one of the most exciting things in the world that he was putting that on his helmet for us and Spike's Car Radio. And I know you who worked hard on it, the dear Zuckerman guy in Florida who designed it, me who took the picture. To have that on this guy's helmet was such an elevation, and yeah. then to win. Oh, and to tie Andretti. And to tie Andretti. And it's like the Beastie Boys rap about Mario Andretti. Like that's a that's a fixture in racing. And you know what's going to happen next? He's going to win. He's, He's going to beat Andretti. Yeah. He's going to beat Andretti. And it's all thanks to the Zuckerman sticker. Yes, yeah. Did I see those were for sale again on Blipshift.com? I'm glad you mentioned that. Yes. Right now, if you go to Blipshift.com slash Johnny, J-O-N-N-Y. So, this was, so Zuckerman, by the way, the other day, hand wrote out a hundred envelopes. Like... Because he bought like a ton of the stickers from the last go round, yeah, and they're just sitting at his office. So he sent a thing on on Instagram like, "Hey, send me your address. I'll mail you a sticker." Really? Yeah. And he sent me a picture. He had handwritten out like a hundred envelopes. He's like, "My fucking hand almost fell off." <laughs> but so what? He was signing autographed heads. I'm not even autographed. Just mailing people stickers. Oh wow! On his own dime. But then he's like, "We got to get more. We need some for Pebble." 
I'm like, okay. And then he, he we're going over the colors. Like, you got to do the blue, do the blue. And I'm like, let's. Oh, do he the- wants to hand them out. I I don't know what. So he wants. he's going to enjoy handing out the stickers of his face to folks. But we got so we got we got guards <laughs> red, python green, wow. and uh, oslo that. blue. Oh, those are the current wow ren colors as they're called. Wow, uh, or as Blipshift called. I have no idea what they're called, but. Porsche PTS colors. And, but can the folks listening buy them? They can not? buy them right now. They can buy them right now. Five bucks or buy three, save three bucks, three for 12 bucks. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. And Blipshift was like, we, they're like, we've never seen stickers sell this well. <laughs> <laughs> I am truly confused by it, but pleased that, uh, hey, that this thing has happened. It's great. I remember when I took that picture of him. And you know what he said? I showed it to him. We were having coffee at Bill's. And I said, look at this. He goes, erase that right now and don't post it. And he was really angry about it. Yeah. And then years later, that dear Zuckerman guy came along and he said, do you have any pictures of Zuckerman? I said, yeah, I have a special uh, collection on Google Photos of the pictures he hates. I'm going to send you all of them. And I sent all of them, which is why he thought it was me. And then he turned it into a piece of art, and you popularized it and put it on your race car. And now look. And uh, now Scott Dixon, you know. Where's it going? I, I, I would, you know, I would say we need to create a, uh, a prominent billboard somewhere oh. with just the face on it oh. on a very big highway. Yeah. That could be a really stupid use of our money. I, I, I know here. some places where they, they put up local billboards. There's one by Sunset Junction in Silver Lake, and there's one in Eagle Rock where it's like the local church puts right. up a billboard. But I would like to pick a special spot. I don't know where it is. We should think about that. Okay. Maybe make a big plan for this. Yeah. Or maybe at a racetrack, like, you know, you're rounding turn <clears> five and there's the face. <laughs> That makes it, you know, Le Mans, the Dunlop Bridge. The right. Well, I, I, the Zuckerman Bridge. I was thinking CMP in, uh, in South Carolina, but yeah, Le Mans's good too. You know, lately I've been listening to a lot of music, cash in, cash out, cash in, cash out. <laughs> listening to it constantly. And one reason it's been great to listen to is because I use my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever with optimized gel tips for perfect in-air fit. These buds are so comfortable, they will not budge. Trust me, you know who wears them right now? Erica Ferriston. And trust me, she's a ball buster. She's very specific about what she puts in her ear holes. And she's using them uh, to do her little spin classes, and she loves them. Uh, Eight hours of playtime, 32-hour battery life. Raycons are priced just right. You get quality auto at half the price and premium premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycons Everyday Earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. Three customizable sound profiles, earbud tap functions, noise, isolation, and awareness mode. Go to Raycon.com slash Spike911 today. To get 15% off your Raycon order, that's buyraycon.com slash spike911 to score 15% off buyraycon.com slash spike911. We do. We all use them. We wear them. They come on this little keychain thing. I put them all around my house because they never know when I want to mm-hmm. either listen to music or do the uh, do the little meditation. I, I, I wear my earbuds for meditation. I, oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Good use. Cool. I had to do a ton of meditation. Um we wrapped the movie. We finished the movie I last heard. week. We're done Congratulations. shooting, as they say, thank you, in, uh, with principal photography. And uh, we would we would meditate midday. You get a trailer when you shoot a movie, so you go back to your trailer. So you like you show up six or seven, and then right around lunch, one o'clock, you go in. You do a fifteen minute meditation, sitting up like you are on that couch. Yeah, and boom, energized 
for the afternoon. And this is transcendental meditation? I don't do that. I think Jerry does that. Okay. I, I, do, I use that Headspace app that's, oh, okay. uh, that's yeah. out there. And then I, I use that for a year and then I didn't. But it really, it got me through the whole thing. It's amazing. You do, it's exactly what Jerry was talking about, which was espresso and meditation. And it works. I'm, I feel I'm, fantastic. I've only got to step one. I'm just espresso. But man, am I on the espresso? Oh, we were hitting major league espresso. I mean, I was hitting sometimes five or six. Yeah. It was really fun. And That's I'm sure that made me super annoying on set. But, hey. um, so what a wh- shoot. It was a magical fun shoot. I was going to ask, how's the movie? Well, we had fun. Yeah. I don't want to go too much into it, but it, it was uh, one of the the highlights of my career. One oh, of the that's... best and happiest experiences I've ever had with uh, one of the best crews. It, 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 I don't want to say the best crew because I've worked with great crews. Sure. But, but in crew. recent memory, I've never worked with a group of people like this. So I just was... want to point out to the uh, SCR audience that I've only caught Spike after he's done working for the day. And you've been a miserable <laughs> bastard for about eight weeks. So it's good to see you. Well, I was just tired. I was just, yeah. I was just tired. Yeah. Like, you know, you give it your all. Yeah. And, uh, and I was just tired. And now I'm catching up on my sleep. I'm so happy. I'm re-engaging with the car world. Good. But we, true to form, I think, like the Seinfeld years, which it reminded me of working on the show again. And I was, we were talking about this before the show. Every downtime minute uh, that, we, that we had just to talk was about cars. It was just so a good. welcome relief to go, oh, the new sport classic. And this is what I'm doing. And this is happening with the Zagato. And I'm having right. an issue with the 83. And it was so much fun. And it reminded me of back in the 90s when we would race. You know, you had no time to do anything but drive and then talk on set about cars. And it was such a relief. I imagine... A big part of our audience that works nine to five is doing the same thing. Like sure. at lunch or wherever you can, that little pressure drop, I forgot about it. Mm. It was uh, it was truly amazing fun. And we put some great cars in the movie. Oh, I can't wait. We drove some great cars to work that you won't see. And uh, we found a great car for Jerry's character that, that uh, we'll reveal at some point. And then you're going to see all sorts of cars uh, that, that, that you never would have seen Uh that you go okay in in the uh, in in Battle Creek, Michigan, would this car have been here in '63? Probably not, and definitely not four of them. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I'll say. Well, hey, about. speaking of the '90s, though, I told you before, earlier I met uh, Mr. Phil Morris. Which oh yeah, like, so he Jackie Child, Jackie Childs on Seinfeld, Lawyer Jackie is like wow, um, and huge car guy. I, I didn't know this. Like he, he had an Audi R8 RWS. Really? So you don't. That's that's one of those cars you don't buy on accident. Like you actively seek out a rear drive R8 because he only made I forget what it was six hundred globally, three hundred for the US. Mm-hmm. So it was cool to talk to him, man. He was he was great. What did we, you learn from him? Uh, he told me <laughs> that it was the. That character that he yes. played, that you wrote for him, I, I didn't know that wasn't me. That was okay. Larry, I ah. think Larry Drive. That was one. the he said it was the uh, character of a lifetime. Yeah, it is. And he said that when mm-hmm. he got the gig, Seinfeld was sort of an just another show you'd be on. Yeah, and now that's all he's known for. That's all you're known. And for. he said he was sitting there at the the taping of the finale, and, and uh, you guys yeah. wrapped, and I guess everything got sold, and he's like. I just I can't believe anybody wants this junk. It's just old oh, sets. <clears throat> I don't know. It didn't get sold. It got wrapped up. Oh, he was saying he thought they were, it was sold. We were all hanging out in the diner in the last minutes of that night, I remember. And I took 
the uh, the cash register. So I have the cash oh, register cool. somewhere and some glasses. Every Jerryette said we could all take one thing, but I th- I think the rest of it was wrapped up by Sony or Warner Brothers. Some of it went to the Smithsonian. It, it it's it's odd. So I, that's what I, I know that was yeah, incorrect. <laughs> yeah, it's incorrect. But he he's right. You know, even look at me. I mean that. That one script I wrote, my very first script, is what people call me. It'll be on my tombstone. Soup Nazi guy. Soup Nazi, and that was your. That really was your first script. My very first. Yeah. My first story. I gotta ask you: Was that the the sushi dude in in Studio City? Is that what inspired that? Everybody has their own version. There's a guy in Philadelphia, the cheesesteak guy. There's Bill, the deli Nazi. No, there was a soup seller on Fifty Fifth and Eighth in New York, and there's a whole story. You know, I used to go to him. Yeah, yeah, it's not him. Because my sister got chucked out of there twice. Yeah. Like, one time her cell phone went off, threw her out, and one time her friend <laughs> her friend was like, oh, I'm not hungry, I just want a Diet Coke. And they're like, you know, $40 minimum. And my, my sister's like, I'll, I'll get two. And he's just like, out! It's amazing that people put up with that. But they do. Yeah. And in New York, they did. This was a real guy we went to lunch to with uh, Al Yegan, I think was his name. Huh. And... Uh, you know, he was introduced to me as the soup Nazi. And I said, what do you mean? I'm George. In that episode, if you watch George, I think it is at the top of the episode going, I know how to order soup. Leave me alone. That's me. And that's the writer. Jerry's playing a writer, Dave Hansen, who was writing on Letterman. And he brought me here and introduced me to this guy. Okay. So just one last question about it. Uh, I've often heard, again, I never, I've never talked to you about Sambo before. Anytime. I heard that, that, script like they made it and the general reaction was like eh it's not really a great episode <clears throat> ah, is that true <clears throat> you're hearing a regurgitated story of mine okay which is um i mean there's several moments i'm pitching that story i had a list of stories yeah and i pitched them and i was told um if jerry and larry start laughing then you know you've sold a story very confusing words, sold a story, because I was already on staff getting paid weekly. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> right. Anyway, right. I pitched the stories. I'm sweating. Yeah. It didn't go too well. They, Larry goes, what else is going on in New York? And I go, oh, you know, there's this weird soup guy. I just start telling him the story and he starts laughing. He goes, they, they, they call him the soup nuts. He goes, what? <laughs> because he yells at you if you don't see. He goes, that's your story. That's your story. The soup, do the soup Nazi. And then they kick me out of the office. Okay. And everybody goes, hey, you did it. We heard him laughing. I go, I, I don't know what I just did. But I think I'm writing something called the soup Nazi and you guys are going to have to help me with it. And by the way, that whole episode is, you know, Tom Gamble, Max Pross, myself, the staff, right. the writing staff above me, Larry and Jerry. It's, it's all of us writing it. I, I wrote the story and I wrote the script and then they made it, helped right. me make it what it is. <clears throat> Then uh, we shoot it on the night the O.J. Simpson verdict comes in. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just a mind blower of a what? Yeah. And I'm going, I can't believe we're recording this on this night yet. On the, we, it, was, it, it, it was the time I realized that when people are really bummed out and depressed about things, they need to laugh. And the episode goes off. The audience is hot. And I'm like, wow, I can't believe anybody's even laughing on this day. And then we go about editing it, what I'm about to do with this movie. And that was really me sitting next to Larry David, keeping my mouth shut while he So he edited. did most of the editing? He did all of it. I didn't. Okay. I'm a glorified receptionist. I mean, I had written for five years on Letterman, but I don't know what I am doing. Sure. And I am certainly not going to go, hey, Larry. Right. Right, right, right. <laughs> he already scared me. He still scares me a little I've bit. never met the man, but I would imagine he's intimidating. He's a wonderful guy, yeah. but he's a little intimidating. Sure. And, uh, you know, I think, I think, I don't think I'm the type of guy he likes. 
I think oh. uh, Jerry and I, or Jerry, there were Jerry guys and Larry guys, and and whatever it is about me, maybe we're both anxious. I don't know, but I love Larry, and he's a huge talent. It doesn't matter, but I just kept my mouth shut the whole edit, and at the end of it, and again, this is my silly imagination, and. You know, I was yeah. talking to a fellow producer about this. There, there are kind of two kinds of writers. There are the writers that love everything they write, and there are writers that hate everything they write. That's me. <clears throat> and I think that's me, too. Yeah. And I thought I was right in the middle, but it turns out I kind of bail on stuff. So at the end of that edit session, after uh, two or three days of editing, Larry said, he goes, all right, I can't do any more with this. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and I went, so this is your first and I went oh this, but this is your first show you've done first, no I'd written a, a couple episodes of George Carlin's show from New York I'm, and Simpsons fir- what I meant but, was your first Seinfeld yeah and so and the, you're always thinking you're going to be fired and the, I mean, the head guy thinking, or yeah. the co-head guy is like eh, I did what I could yeah no no the guy Larry David the okay. guy He's the, the guy. Larry David okay who I don't know that well and right. I'm not as calm as I am now back then I was a bundle of nerves and you're like 25 years younger I than guess. now yeah, yeah whatever it is yeah <clears throat> He goes, yeah, I can't do any. I can't do this anymore. He leaves, and I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna get fired. Right, this is the end. I've yeah. ruined it. Yeah. And then the story I've told before, it uh, it airs uh, that night. I watch it by myself. I'm, uh, I'm doing shots of vodka to take the edge off. Yeah, yeah. Watching with my dog, and there's one forum there uh, that says one Seinfeld forum on the internet in 1997, six, whenever this was. It says worst episode ever, all caps. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. That uh, that validated so what then, I thought was going to happen. How much vodka are we talking? Then I took off to uh, Lola's Cafe with my friends and uh, the writers. And I said, we got a drink tonight. I, I've ruined this show. And I really believe that. And the next morning came in hungover um, and we're sitting and I'm just... You know, we would have these breakfasts. We had this big uh, family dinner table. We'd have breakfast there. We'd have lunch. Then we'd all have dinner there. We'd go back into the writer's room. And I'm sitting there just not looking at anybody. And it's quiet. And Larry sits down. Nobody's saying anything. And then Jerry walks in a little later. He goes, God, a lot of phone calls last night. No one ever calls me. They were calling me nonstop. And I went, what? And then Carol Brown, his assistant, came running in and said, you guys got to see this. The episode's on TV, and everybody had recognized the character in New York uh, yeah, okay. they all went there, right. and that was the beginning of the mania. Uh, that was the beginning. So of the I got to see, and first, I completely turned around. It's like, wow. <laughs> the first time I ever even heard of Seinfeld, because I, I went to, you know, I graduated high school. I was in college in 96, 97, mm-hmm. and I just wasn't watching TV, right? Yeah. In college. Me neither. And, and Except my, for Letterman. Yeah. And, and my, um, my dad's best friend, Morty, he's got Morty Israel. He goes, Morty Israel. Morty Israel. He goes, he goes, hey, you got to watch this show, Seinfeld. <laughs> and I go, what? I don't want to watch Seinfeld. It sounds stupid. And he goes, he goes, Johnny, he goes, you'd love it. Soup Nazi. They got a soup Nazi. And I go, what's, what? You know? But back then, yes. you couldn't just watch it. You had to like find no. somebody who'd videotaped yes. it, who didn't forget to hit record again once the commercial was over. It's amazing. And so years later, I finally saw Soup Nazi and I was like, that's, that, I, I thought it was Nozawa because I was back in LA by the time oh, I'd seen so Seinfeld. Funny. And I was like, it's got to be Nozawa because my, my brother-in-law was a big Hollywood guy at the time and he was always 
Nozawa was everything to him. But I was there with him one time, and this other guy came in, <laughs> some schmucky agent, and he's like, he had three guys with him. And he's like, hey, Nozawa! Like, you know, points at him, like, you know, what's up? And he's, he goes, California rolls, which is like Nozawa's pet peeve. <laughs> Literally holding the sushi sword is like, out! Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, this has to be soup Nazi. It's but that's, crazy. That's, that's fantastic. Well, I had left Letterman, and all my Letterman buddies were just like, unbelievable. It was a huge thing that I had kind of dropped off the Letterman show and then wrote the very first, this very first episode. And I will admit to you, I just didn't know what I was doing and still sure. don't quite know. And then had this success and then got nominated for an Emmy yeah. for it. Yeah, wow. You know, and uh, I remember going to this Writers Guild awards thing, um, nomination ceremony with my girlfriend at the time and uh, just terrified. I'm like, I'm in this world of, I was with the Frasier guy, all of these yeah. really talented showrunner guys and then me. <laughs> right, and I'm right. at this like mixer uh, with uh, my girl, Larissa, what's her name? And I'm just like, she, she's like, are you okay? I go, I, I'm terrified. Yeah. I don't want to be here. Wow. And then they go, okay, everybody, we want to honor everybody who's nominated for best script this year. We want e each of the writers to come up and say a few words, <laughs> which at that point was just, you might as well put a gun in my mouth. Like my, the anxiety and the fear of public speaking. I was not who I am right now. So what you, what do you remember what you said? I... So, so every one by one, these like famous showrunners are getting up in writers, and they're all going, "Well, it doesn't really matter what happens this year because Spike Ferrison's going to win for the Soup Nazi." Oh, right? they're doing that. They're do they're saying it oh, in their speeches. Okay, wow. It, we 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 love uh, we we we've got two episodes of Frasier nominated, but no one's beating the Soup Nazi. Everybody's applauding. Woo! And I'm just melting, going, "What?" Do I get up here and say, right. how am I going to be funny? Which was a really the wrong instinct. Yeah. It was not what I should have been. So no one had really taught me to just get up there and thank the real people responsible, Jerry yeah. and Larry, right. the writing staff and, you know, my friends and thank you very much. So yeah. I, and, I and you're up, also like I just, in your thirties, right? You're I don't young. remember what I said Yeah, other than something like, I just panicked and somebody like, I, I know you want me to say no super. It was just like, blah, 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 blah. and everybody was looking at me going, oh, <laughs> we, can't, we can't vote for this guy. We can't oh, let this like guy. I think it is on. definitely when I think about it and I think about it to this day, it's the moment where I lost the Emmy. Right. It's the moment where I lost the Writers Guild Award. And it's because I was just so anxious and just blah, 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 but didn't know what to say or handle the moment. Right. It was just were, too much. And so they're looking at it going like, oh, his name's on it, but somebody else wrote it or they're whatever. They're just going, this kid, we can't let this kid on a stage right, talk like right, that. Right, right, right. Because he doesn't know what to say. And they were right. I mean, yeah. I, I, I had only done one or two jobs. I, I wasn't ready for that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. It's, uh, it was funny. And I remember that night. And thank God I didn't win because I had written a speech at the Emmys and I was sitting next to Larry and Jerry and I'm watching people deliver speeches. And then I had the really bad instinct. Uh, I'd also, my friend John Fortenberry had given me something for anxiety <laughs> that was bottling up the anxiety and turning me green. So I looked green and then had the brilliant idea to rewrite my uh, acceptance speech in a uh, rewrite, it, make a funny acceptance speech 
minutes before they announced my category. Huge brilliant. mistake. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And luckily did not win and embarrass myself in front so, of So that's the, the silver world. lining, is that That's you the silver lining. Right. But, uh, yeah. Well, what, but, I mean, but boy, I guess, you know, looking back, I, I, a huge sufferer of anxiety. I've, I've really come a long way with that. But back then, it was, a, it was terrifying. Right. You know, and it just made me do dumb shit. But, but, but not, not to focus on that, but like, you know, Seinfeld, cultural phenomenon, but like, you know, with the exception of shrinkage, Soup Nazi's got to be what the show's best known for, right? The contest, I think. That's my favorite episode, the a contest. Great, great episode. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. people know it. No, it's, yeah. it's, there's many, right? many things like that. I mean, and that's it's, wild. It's pretty wild. Yeah. It's pretty wild. That, that it was your first. That's what, I, to me, is... Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. First, last. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it's pretty good. It is cool. No, every once in a while, and I had one of those nice moments today because I turned on the TV just uh, in the kitchen to eat my eggs and waffles this morning. An amazing, an amazing Sunday morning breakfast. And what was on but B-movie, and it was the moment where Barry meets Vanessa and there was this romantic music playing. And I was just laughing going, what were we thinking? <laughs> this beautiful girl dating a bug. <laughs> and I took a little video of it and I yeah. sent it to Jerry and I go, what is this? <laughs> but it was really fun to, uh, to watch. It was uh, actually, I enjoyed it, which is, which is, is good for me. Yeah. It's hard for me to enjoy my career. Sometimes. There's an old Paul Mooney bit about that, about how like white women, Hollywood hates you. <laughs> you got the beat. Beast. What? Beauty and the Beast. Oh. It's like, Beauty and the Bee? No, no, no. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. funny. Yeah, no, it's great. He's like, they got you with the Swamp Thing. They got you with the Creature from the wow, Black Wow, that's Lagoon. a pretty good precedent. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Paul Mooney's the great. Well, then, yeah, what's wrong with that? Nothing. But, you know, it's, uh, yeah. Rest in peace, Paul Mooney. And then uh, the, 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 the bees land the goddamn plane at the end. What is that? I brought my pilot son out. I go, you want to see how crazy this is? He had just flown this morning. Uh, let's talk about Bob's Watches. Most trusted destination to buy or sell. 100% authentic luxury pre-owned watches. Shop vintage. Contemporary pieces from Rolex, Tudor, Omega, Breitling, Cartier, Paddock, and more. Explore thousands of models available now at bobswatches.com. See my picks at bobswatches.com forward slash spike. Overnight delivery, free shipping included. And know that I am not just their ombudsman. I am also a client. I'm getting a, uh, a rose gold GMT, root beer GMT to Ooh. demo. I missed the delivery Friday, but I'm getting that on Monday that I'm excited about. And uh, I buy and sell uh, with those guys all the time. I've had uh, lots of uh, uh, good conversations with the owners. I've known them for a long time, and I'm happy to have them in the Spikes Car Radio family. Check out bobswatches.com if you're looking for uh, these uh, Rolex Daytonas. They're coming down. The yeah, things are coming down, man. I know. Go check. Go look. Find. Now's the time to dive in and get it. What my, do you know? What do you hear? Hey, look what I'm wearing, by the way. What are you wearing, by the way? I can't see from here. You can't see? From the here with my sunglasses on. Come on. I can stand up. Take a guess. It begins with an S. It ends with an O. Oh, is that a Seiko? It is a Seiko. Whoa. I'm wearing my Seiko nice. 5. Nice. I think they're called 5 Sport. I, yes, I'm, I have one. Those I'm, are great. I'm playing tennis after this. And what do I, you uh, think? Well, I, I, you know, I've owned I've owned it for many years. Oh, okay. I love it. Oh, it's I, great. It's a it's a small, thirty seven millimeters. That it's is got yeah. a, a military look and vibe, which I like. And uh, it's one of those watches that I use when I'm going to go out and sweat and not have to worry about. 
That's and good. And and though it has, a, you know, it's got a glass back. You can. It's an automatic. It, yeah. It's all the things I like for a very reasonable price. I have that. Yeah. I think I paid like two hundred and twelve bucks for one I got on Amazon. It was a little bigger, but same watch. My buddy Sean, he likes to give me watches. Yeah. Uh, just to wear for a little bit. So he gave me this. I don't know how to pronounce it, but the Jega La Coutre. Oh yeah. Um, that was good. But speaking That's of. Right. I was like, I'm always nervous when he gives me watches because the value could be all over the map. Mm-hmm. I go, how much is this one? Just because I know if I break it, how bad to feel. And he's like, yeah, you know, it was probably 17 when I bought it, but it's down below 10. Don't worry about it. I'm like, really? He's like, everything's cratering. So, wow. Yeah. Well, it's not. Is it cratering? Is that what he thinks? I thought I, d- I well, keep this- reading about. And I was talking to the folks at Bob's. They're saying it's a correction, and and I agree with that statement. It it, it feels like vintage is still burning hot right now. Like the vintage Daytonas especially, those things are still moving. The desirable vintage watches are moving. But the, the, the new stuff that had that, like the housing market, that had that weird 20, yeah. 50, 100% appreciation in a matter of a year, yes. that stuff's coming back to earth. It's I, not- I, and I think with this watch, right, it's a, it's a normal watch. It, it, no one really desires a Jaguar or whatever you pronounce it. They don't. GMT. Even though I love those. It's, this is a really neat watch. It's They're cool beautiful. Watch. Yeah. They're but, beautiful. you know, is it worth about 8000 Like, yeah, probably worth about eight grand. So it's cool. I like it because you can... Um, yeah, spikes blowing his nose. But you can, um, with one knob, set the GMT, and it's really cool. You don't have to, like, actually go through the hours. You just pick the time zone. So it's quite cool. I dig it. strange how some brands, especially a brand like that, they make a lot of cool-looking watches, yet they don't really... I, I think Zenith was moving. I thought I read something in passing that Zenith watches were on the move for some reason. Yeah. Which I, those have never moved, but I love the way those look. Those too. are killer. I mean, you know, look, they, they're only known because the original Daytona used a Zenith movement. Right. And then, but I think they're great and they, they got pricey, but I, yeah. So I think the, I think with, with Bob's watches, they're talking about Rolexes are correcting, but I think everything else is dropping back to earth. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like the, yes, a new Daytona went from, <laughs> At the peak, like a panda was like fifty seven thousand for a steel watch, which is ludicrous. And now they're coming back down, but they're still like you know forty five, which is right. crazy for a twenty two thousand dollar watch or whatever they they list for. My uh, my dado, lots of folks uh, were asking me the number, and I told every single one of them it was number ninety one of two hundred and fifty. <laughs> that tag Hoyer. That thing. is this a thing that the, 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 I, 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 I everybody keeps asking me what's the number and I keep telling him it's 91 I'm announcing it on the show it's 91 of 250 go ahead and counterfeit it if you like so did did <laughs> I, I never heard the end uh, not to retread but so the they they told you the number before you bought it no oh no no one of our listeners Jiling ah Yi I think was his name from Houston Texas said I've got number 91 and I said that's like it's got a nine in it and yeah. it's like 911 it's close it's close enough nine nine one and we made a deal that day. Oh, nice. On the set. Oh. It was so much fun. And, wow. Uh, yeah. You know, so many watch people were reaching out going, it's so ridiculous that they didn't do that. It's Did you so hear dumb. from the people we called out on the air? The shop? Uh, no, people who know them. They're, they, apparently that shop has uh, its own YouTube channel. But they're, you know, they're not... <laughs> <sighs> The idea that you have to buy something to know. Imagine buying a car and they don't tell you the VIN number. I, mean, that's, well, I think that's Carfax. illegal. Yeah. yeah, there's Carfax out there. That's illegal, yeah. Yeah, that's illegal. That's, yeah. And I want to know what I'm buying, and I think everybody does. And that's a yeah. rule that needs to be 
needs to be uh, changed. Well, very exciting news with the uh, Land Rover Defender that I have yesterday. Yesterday, we put the canoe on the Defender, finally. (laughs) (laughs) Two years later than I. Two years later, (laughs) to the date. Yeah. uh, Strapped it down. I'll post some pictures so you can tell me how I don't know how to use my straps, and I don't know know my knots yet. Yep, yep. And... uh, we drove out to Lake Castaic, and uh-huh. we went canoeing, and, and, and uh, the only miscalculation we had was the 100-degree weather. <laughs> <laughs> but the amount of work, Johnny, to carry that... I've got a 14-year-old who's you know not as tall, definitely not as strong as me. Yeah. The amount of work to get that damn thing up high on top of the Defender, which is a very tall vehicle, and then to strap it in, and then to figure it out, yeah. Then to drive it an hour and then yeah. to take it off in the heat, then yeah. to pull it down to the water and get everything down there to again go through and talk to the idiot at the guard gate. Do you have your this? Do you have your life preservers? And then you get it in the water and then you're just paddling around with ducks <laughs> while sweating. <laughs> while sweating. <laughs> and baking. Yeah. And Jack, who just came back from uh, uh, some canoeing camp in Vermont, is teaching me. Oh, right. You know, I get it in there and I just want to relax. And the kid's like, okay, I'm going to show you some of the oaring moves. And I'm like, really? <laughs> he goes, and he put me out front. Oh. He goes, this is the pull tube. Oh. That's the quarter thing. And I'm like, he goes, you're not doing it right, Dad. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I know. I just, That's I need a so moment. funny. My dad went to summer camp up in Quebec and Mm -hmm. was like a pro canoeer, whatever the fuck that means, but like was so good. But he'd take me out canoeing. It was no fun at all. It was like, it was like, you know, a drill. Like it was like a boot camp for canoe. It is. uh, It's literally no fun. (laughs) It's not a boat. It's a, it's a, it's it's a a rowing machine. It's a lot of work. Yeah. But that's great. It's, uh, it was relaxing about a half hour in. Okay. He calmed down. About a half hour in, I calmed down. Let's see. And uh, and it was chill, except I think I like the canoe on a river. I'll tell you what I really loved. Canoe on a river is great, yeah. Uh, let's see. Russian let's see River. If, if, you, ever, if you ever go up to Sonoma County, Russian River, you can rent canoes. You go down two hours, they pick you up. It costs like 40 bucks. It's great. This is what I really loved, is uh, this stuff. Let's see if I can get it up. Oh, hold on. Just wait. Okay, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I started losing my mind with how to strap a canoe to roof rack videos, of which there are one million on YouTube. And I'm not lying, Johnny. Maybe it's just because I, this is my first time off, but listen to these guys. You can just kind of slide it up from the rear of the vehicle. Most important things here is we want it centered. So when I say we want the canoe centered, I want it centered. I've watched about a, a, about a thousand. The they're so well relaxing. These guys in their canoe videos. <laughs> you think there's just one video, right? But no, here's uh, this is a Swift Canoe. Listen to this guy. You guys need to. Oh yeah. Oh wow. He's he's lifting his own canoe and throwing it up there. Wow. And he puts it right on. While drinking a wine spritzer. This is nice. Now, now he's he's pointing. Oh, this guy's, he's doing an all-instrumental one. He's just, see, he doesn't even, he doesn't even talk on his shh, video. Shh, don't speak. Here's another one. Look, look at this the, guy. The music is incredible. This guy's got 111,000 views. <laughs> this is a kayak video. But it's all the same type Hi, of video. Uh 
Complete Pete here again. Complete uh, Pete. I already had a video showing how to get the uh, your kayak up on the roof for your car. I oh. did have a uh, viewer ask a question. See, right at that point. Right at that point. What's that accent? It doesn't matter. Southern guy. Right at that point, I'm hooked. How to get it up on the car. I want to watch every second of this guy's video. I want to see him do the two side straps. I want to hear the length of his side straps, whether he uses rubber on the buckle. But most importantly, they're not work. If you listen, he's this guy, he's got... Well, I won't even. I won't get to them, but they all know these super knots. Oh yeah, yeah. On how yeah. to tie it up, and I'm really jealous. They're all, they're all Eagle Scouts. We, but what I want to know is, do they do, do they fight? In other words, is there contradictory information? Like you have to do it X. No, 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 no. You're like no, you know, it's complete the, Pete's an idiot. You got you got to do it. Y. It's all the same. They're, okay. They're not what they're all making the same video. Okay. How to strap wow. a canoe to your roof rack? Wow. <laughs> And each one of them is beautiful in their own way, and none of them know how to talk to the camera. Generally, they're sure. all like, "Well, I forgot to do that," and they, you know, but they all get right into it. They put the canoe up on their shoulders and st- strap it up. And then for me, what I'm trying to figure out is that front line that goes to the front of your car and uh, the the rear of your car. You use these these straps you tuck in under your hood. That's the the knot work. My son was trying to, God bless him, he was trying to help me with the knots. He knew them, but I wouldn't let him. And that lack of knot work knowledge was making my canoe jump back and forth over 60 miles an hour, which made it a very uncomfortable ride. So can you grade how successful your canoe strapping was compared to Complete Pete and Friends? Like, oh, a C? Nah. Well, look, I think anybody that gets a canoe from point A to point B is at least a D. A D, yeah. A D, right? Yeah. It didn't fall off and kill a family behind you in a Wagoneer. That, it didn't That's do good. that. That's good. You didn't slam on your brakes, right, and kill anybody in front of you. That's good. Did it look good? Nope. Okay. Nope, because the, the guy down at REI that I went to to get the strap said no. I go, well, what size straps are you He goes, you're, he looked at me and he's like, you're going to need the longest straps we get. He goes, that's the purple here, the longest. And, it, and that's enough to strap a canoe to two trucks at right, the same time. Right, right, right. Really bad advice from right. that guy. Loved. So then I've got streamers coming out the back. So I think it was a D. <laughs> The kid had a great time. Okay. And we didn't kill anybody. And the canoe no. made it from point A to B. I, I guarantee you it's never coming out of the backyard again. Right. But yeah. I am going to work on my knot work as a result of it. I, you know, every once in a while I buy a book on like how to tie knots because you know, it's something I should know how to do. Yes. I'll watch Jaws and I'm like, oh, look at Richard Dreyfuss. You know? But uh, I've, I'm so bad at it. I, t- I can tie one fucking knot. That's it. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah, uh, it's hopeless. All that That's because you're a short-fingered maggot. <laughs> all that leading, all that leading to that one moment, the whole moment. I mean, if you were- to, I was, and, Look, I was really excited up until we got to the guard gate, and I said, hey, we made it, and we're going to be able to actually- I was dubious as to whether you could even put this in the water anywhere outside of LA. 45-minute drive, and we were at a lake, and I was like, this is cool. And then I saw the lake folk, and I went, I'm not sure I want right. to be around these lake folk. <laughs> right. You know, I, right. I like the Coeur d'Alene lake folk a little yeah. better than the Castaic lake folk. Sure. But, uh, and then it, then we opened the car doors, and it was a furnace, and I went, oh, dear. Yeah. And then, uh, and then uh, you know, I said, Jack, uh, after 45 minutes, I think you better go out by yourself. Dad's going <laughs> to sit in the <laughs> AC. Yeah, I got to sit in the AC for a little bit. This, I don't feel right. <laughs> 
I'm seeing That's six awesome. of you. But if somebody chopped up all the other SCR episodes where we talked about yeah. the roof rack, yes. I mean, you might have like a seven hour show <laughs> for 45 minutes of I know. sweaty canoeing yes. with a D grade. It's true. <laughs> I'm not denying any of that. Fantastic. It was a That's complete fantastic. and total miscalculation on my part. Love it. Love it. And where I arrived was I need to get a lake house so the canoe can sit lakeside and we can just push it into the water. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And then I was thinking back to West Bridgewater, Massachusetts, my, my hometown where I came from. And we used to take our canoe trips and none of us had cars. We were all 12 years old. And I'm like, how did we get the, how did we portage? Yeah. That's the word. How did we portage the canoe from where they were to the, the rivers? And I guess we were just carrying that stuff. We just didn't care. Yeah. We didn't even think about how hard it was. Right. Because there weren't any parents or roof racks or well, anything. Well, when we you're just, 12, you're never tired. You're never hot. You're yeah. Never, you don't get sore. You know. I guess we just... I think one of us put it on a bike. I remember there was a bike once. You just pushed it, pushed it on the bike. Yeah, it makes a skateboard or something. Yeah. One kid lived three miles away. Like, how did we, get we had four canoes. Like, how are we getting them back? Yeah, I don't I really want to know. But I advocate you for you buy a lake house in Big Bear, and then when you're not, using oh, that's it, a good idea. When you're not using it, I'll, I'll, I'll borrow it. Well, this canoe came from Mammoth. It came from an old guy in Mammoth, Mammoth who then moved too. back yeah. to the valley and said, uh, "This is a Mammoth canoe. It's an yeah. old town canoe." But um, I like things with motors is what I realized. <laughs> I like things with motors. I like to turn them on and I like them to go fast. So uh, we might be... But river canoeing, you can go fast. That's why river canoeing is more fun. Yeah, but you're river canoeing in one direction and then how the hell do you well, get back That's why I said river? you go to Russian River. It's what I've done. Sonoma County. You, you rent it and they'll pick you up. Oh, they spot. will. Like, you know, two hours down the river. All right. It's great. I like that idea. It's great. I'm all for renting yeah. Yeah. renting boats. Yes. I want to play a story for you in a minute, but let's do a, let's do an ad for Liquid IV. Hot summer months are here, and we need to be proactive about keeping our bodies fueled and hydrated. Making hydration a priority can help us feel healthier in our everyday lives. That's why I use Liquid IV. One stick of Liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. Plus, Liquid IV products taste great with 10 refreshing flavors. Concord grape, lemon lime, pina colada, tropical punch. Sounds like summer, doesn't it? I use this stuff, Johnny. I, I use it, it to my... Spike. Oh, you're using it? Did I give you some? You gave me some. I drank it on the way here. Oh, good. I, so I was trying Don't to tell you... You're so with, alert. With Reggie... I, I, didn't, I didn't recognize the, the, the label because the package is dark blue, the package right. are white. We, when we drove the, the Rivians cross-country and it was 106 degrees in Mississippi and 110% humidity, mm-hmm. we lived on this stuff. We, like it, it, That was our daily ritual. It was because you just sweat to death just because of the humidity. Right. And it like saved us. It, I, and I was so happy when I opened that thing you gave me. I'm like, oh, I know these. And I, I've been standing in parking lots for three days straight. And yeah, I pounded one on the way over here. I gave one to my tennis teacher. I gave a couple bags, and he and his daughter is using it. They're all tennis players. I use it. It's liquid IV. It's awesome. So Gotta good. get it. it. Contains five essential vitamins: B three, B five, B six, B twelve, and vitamin C. And uh, what do we have for you guys uh, for liquid IV? Uh, here we go. Grab your liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get fifteen percent off when you go to liquidiv.com liquidiv.com use code spike911 to check out that's 15% off anything you order when you shop better hydration today using promo code spike911 liquidiv.com here's a story sent to me uh, about an hour ago on twitter um, and it's uh, really funny it's making me laugh and I thought I would just play it Johnny yes I gave you some headphones so we can yes. listen to it and comment on it as we go um, let me see if I wrote anything down about it 
Ah, yes, here it is. (laughs) Northern California sheriff orders raid on Indiana Batmobile garage. Allegedly, it's favor for friend. Northern California. I'm down. I like this already. It's a good story. Let's listen to it. We can comment as we go if you want. Yeah. It's quite a story here. It turns out one of the sheriff's friends ordered a Batmobile <laughs> and wasn't happy with how long it was taking to deliver. The iTunes Dan Noise is here with That's a story. That's all you that- need to hear. That's- <laughs> <laughs> and wasn't happy. Yeah. With Listen to this story. This is such a funny thing that's going on and a misuse of a friendship with the, the sheriff's department and it's turning into a national story. You'll see only on seven. Only on well, seven. And your public money paid for the trip last week. By only on Spike's car radio. radio yeah, that's right. Investigators. Four round trip plane tickets, three nights of hotels, meals, rental cars, and a lot of overtime. All because of a friend of the sheriff can't wait for his Batmobile. <laughs> Real estate is a lot like surfing. Sam, a friend of the sheriff, can't wait for his Batmobile. I, I, it, it, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. This guy, yeah, is, and we'll play the story. But 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 I think what I I think this is the guy himself, the guy who ordered it is on there now. Hold on. And Ignacio is a real estate agent who lives in Atherton. And suddenly, the perfect wave shows right up in front of you. Wow, he's got his own video. Ready to catch it. This profile video he posted online shows Anagnostio likes expensive toys. He ordered a two hundred and ten thousand dollar Batmobile. <laughs> what? From the builder licensed by DC Comics, Fiberglass Freaks of Logansport, Indiana. <laughs> Keep going. Okay, first of all, yeah, Indiana. Don't ever use any company that has the word freaks in it. Just as a basic spike first and rule of thumb. You don't ever want to. And it's fiberglass freaks is making Batmobile replicas in their garage. And as the guy, the reporter pointed out, like it's licensed by DC. So DC hasn't even weighed in yet. <laughs> this actually looks pretty good. Mark Raycup has nine Batmobiles in production. <laughs> he tells me Anagnostio was first in line and he paid $170,000, but then missed a $20,000 payment. Oh. And he disappeared on me. For over eight months, almost nine months. Raycup. Okay, so here's what happened. Well, this is good. This would be Zuckerman's legal file. He could do it, but this is a pretty easy one because this happens all the time. These guys, these Batmobile guys, but anybody who's building custom cars. Custom car guys. Really, Rod Emery guys. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, our friend uh, who makes the Icon 4 yeah, by yeah, 4s yeah. Mr. Ward. Ward. Yeah, yeah. They... Generally, and I don't know if those fellas have this policy, but people like that. Uh, who's the guy that make the custom uh, 911s down in Orange County? Those Gunther guys. Works. Gunther Works. Our buddy's yeah. there. They they get a they get people like you and I who want one of their cars, and the agreements generally are pretty simple. And again, I don't know if those three guys have this agreement, but folks like them generally say it's fifteen grand a month as we go. Yeah, don't miss a payment. Or I'm putting you to the back of the line. There's usually yeah. you're usually warned about that, and the, because they're turning over cars, they've got to pay their staff, they've got to pay for parts. And the three guys that you just mentioned, like the people they deal with, it's like here's a check or here's a yeah, you know, here's a yeah. lump sum because their clients are bazillionaires, you know. So yeah, but some of them on, are on the fifteen thousand sure, dollar sure, a month sure, plan sure, sure. for sure. I know I've heard that number somewhere. I just don't fair know enough, fair enough. Uh, this guy missed his payment of twenty thousand. Yes, moved Anagnostio to the bottom of the list. And He'd have oh. to wait a year and a half or two for his Batmobile. <laughs> he didn't like that. He exploded. He did. 
I just got to say. That's the phrase Batmobile in the middle of these sentences. He had to wait two years for his Batmobile. The the adults that want Batmobiles. But also that Indiana accent is killing me. He didn't like that. He had to wait two years for his Batmobile. I I can't feed my family. He had to wait nine months for his Batmobile. My father's dying and we can't afford health care. He had to wait six months for his Batmobile. Meanwhile, the Joker's on the loose. Will no one bring order to Gotham? I have to say, this guy's a fucking asshole. I mean, I know all of us live lives of privilege, and I know we have yeah, yeah, a, yeah. But right, right, right. That sentence right there. The entire, and he disappeared on me. I want to hear it again, For just because it's months, like almost nine months. Raycup moved Anagnostio to the bottom of the list. This. He'd have to wait a year and a half or two for his Batmobile. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking asshole. Fuck you. I the Riddler's even... on the loose. <laughs> so anyways, the story goes on. Who can save us he, from the penguin? He somehow convinced his buddy, who's a sheriff, right, to fly to this guy's joint and arrest him or to... A California sheriff in Indiana. So zero jurisdiction. Zero jurisdiction. Illegal. All on the uh, California, uh, Northern California uh, Dime. Or so Cal- what? So know. what's what's San Mateo? What, San Mateo. So what's the end of it? Yeah. Uh, let's let's see what happened. That's so good. Yeah, it's crazy. I, uh, let's see. Let's see where we get to. Uh, you're right. How could they have any jurisdiction for this? No, they have literally no. It's it's illegal. I wish Zuckerman was here for the legality. He ran the case by Tony Brass, former prosecutor for San Francisco in the U.S. Attorney's Office. He told us, I just can't imagine why it's in criminal court. It shocks me that it's in criminal court. It reminds me of a a time when the sheriffs tried to leverage us. Um, He said the squabble over a luxury item. Again, Batmobile and luxury in the same sentence. I've got the Hope Diamond and a Batmobile. Belongs in Indiana civil court. Exactly. And by the way, it doesn't even belong in court. You, I am sure this guy told you, you miss a payment, you go to the bottom of the line. It's standard. Yeah, or or it's in the contract. Even if it didn't read it, the guy signed something. But if I were uh, citizens of Northern California... Yeah, what is your sheriff up to? Yes, and now he's in Greece, this guy. And Gostinu uh, was reached uh, by phone uh, in Greece where he's on vacation. He was surprised when we asked about the Batmobile. (laughs) He said, I'm dealing with someone privately on that. (laughs) Noise asked him, who's that? And then he hung up on us. So he's probably freaking out. So this is what this guy, you know... So swinging dick guy, he knows a couple sheriffs. Yeah, that's the sheriffs thing. aren't that bright. They decide to get on a plane, and he pays them to what? Bully these guys he, out that's of their the jurisdiction? Thing. I bet you it comes out they're not really friends. It's like you know, they, no, they're off-duty sheriffs. They would have to be right because yeah, yeah. otherwise they're getting fired. They have to. They, they must be. I mean, it's just illegal. He sent a lieutenant, a sergeant, and two deputies to Indiana where they raided fiberglass freaks last week on July. They raided them. That implies guns drawn. But like they showed them a warrant. That's a fake warrant. So that's what they did. They got a warrant. They got a real warrant, and then they went to kind of collect on the warrant. How could it's you get a ridiculous. real warrant? Yeah. They, they, it would have to be, look, at a minimum, it would have to be the local Indiana. Probably, if you're going to do, you know, two states, it would have to be like the Indiana Bureau of Investigations coordinating. I mean, it's just illegal across the board. Look, if you're going to buy a Batmobile, I've said it a hundred times. <laughs> Pay cash. <laughs> Don't buy it from anybody with the word freaks in their name. 
Don't buy it from Batmobile freaks. <laughs> Certainly don't order yours from Batty freaks. Freaky bats. You don't want to use any of these companies. Get your Batmobiles from a respectable organization. But, but also, real quick, like, <clears throat> what's that? Who wants a Batmobile? <laughs> like, what are you going to do with this Batmobile? My friend, uh, uh, my former writer Joe Fury from uh, Letterman, sent me just coincidentally two weeks ago a picture of a Batmobile for sale, and he said you should have this. And I, I wrote back to him. I go, you know, <laughs> I am thinking about buying this. And then driving it off Mulholland Drive and ending my life, because I think it would just be the perfect ending for my life. Me going off the cliff in a replica Batmobile and dying. What what could be a better period on the end of the Spike first and Senate? And then he died in a Batmobile. <laughs> and then he died tragically in a replica Batmobile accident. Yeah, wrote Soup Nazi. <laughs> and then, <laughs> you're not going to guess how he died. You're not going to believe this. Go ahead, guess. No? <laughs> he bought a replica Batmobile and drove From it up. Fiberglass free. <laughs> I would. I You know, who wants one? I want one. Everybody who watched that show wants one. And I'm not lying. I would, I would love a Batmobile replica. I didn't see the video. I just heard it. So this is the 60s Adam West Batmobile. Yeah, yeah. Because I would take like the... I would take... That's the Batmobile. I would take the Tumblr though. The Nolan movie. The the Lamborghini. All wheel, you know, the off-road. It be arranged. Thing. Yeah. All right. But yeah, I like the one that I saw when I was a kid. That, that I thought was the coolest thing in the world. Oh, no. I take the Nolan one. But anyways... Collecting Cars has some cars for sale. No Batmobiles. So <laughs> Lame. Yet. Lame. <laughs> They do have a 1984 Porsche 911 Carrera 32WTL. Uh, the joyous machine, the 911 uh, cars with special options are the best. And here in the U.S., uh, there was a seven-year period between 1979 and when the 930 Turbo wasn't offered for sale and only came into the marketplace uh, once a catalytic converter was fitted. Because of this M491 Works Turbo Look package for the contemporaneous Carrera 3.2, it was a very popular U.S. option. But cars with this package in Europe are much rarer, and this one is for sale right now at CollectedCars.com. Equipped with a naturally aspirated 228-horsepower engine, we love these cars you know we love these cars haven't had an eight i have an 82 have an 83 with suckerman had an 87 never had an 84 but get it go to collectingcars.com right now check it out they also put this guy up wow uh this rolls royce with a unique uh headpiece what is that if you own rolls royce uh people might think that you have a car fit for royalty but in the case of this 1980 silver wraith 2 on collecting cars you will actually buy one that was kept and used by royalty for 22 years this elegant limousine was built to the personal specs of her royal highness princess margaret sister to queen elizabeth Whoa. finished in cardinal red with a black Everflex roof, complemented by pale green cloth with semen on it. Zuckerman, please! Shut up. <laughs> Her effluvia is in the back. <laughs> You're a short-fingered maggot. <laughs> Buy one, and it was kept and used by royalty for 22 uh, uh, years. Princess Margaret. Uh, 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 you got another spike? Finished in cardinal red. I'll finish her in well, cardinal red. Com- complimented by pale green cloth upholstery. I would actually get something like this. This is cool for peace of mind from a service. It's been worked on. It's ready to go. Collecting cars is great cars. Go to collectingcars.com. Those um, old rolls are hot right now. They're getting. They are because I think people want to be comforted. They're not that expensive. And they're no longer that big because SUVs have made them like kind of small. That's right. Actually, I saw one this morning at the uh, Cars and Coffee in Griffith Park. There was a beautiful two-tone white, blue rolls. It was quite nice. Took a picture. Did you hear um, 
There were two things, Johnny. We're running out of time, but Ooh, I drove a GTI. Did you like it? <laughs> uh, it's a it's good a no. car, let down by a couple really bad interior details. Well, tell us the color. It's beautiful. It's yeah, it's like a Nardo gray, but it's not actually Nardo gray. I have it in my pocket. It's uh, what color is that? It's, it looks like Nardo gray. It does look like Nardo gray. It's, it's really attractive. Um, it's called pure gray. I, I can't believe. I, I mean, I was hoping that you were going to love it because I could see myself driving something. It's like a, it's a good deal. So this one is the Autobahn. Every option. It's got it's thirty nine thousand three eight five, which is right. a lot for a GTI because that's what Golf R's used to cost. But here's my number one gripe. There's a button by your right palm if you hold the wheel correctly at nine and three. So your your three hand on the steering wheel turns on the steering wheel heater, and it's not so much that it turns it on, but as your mid corner, and it only turns on when you're cornering really hard, and you're like, you know, your G forces are pushing you against the steering wheel, uh, and you're holding on. Uh, it flashes a big warning: steering wheel heater turned on. So your mid corner, and you know, you see something flash on the dash, and you look at it. So you lose the corner, and that's happening. And it's, it, I drove up Angeles Crest yesterday, and it, it happened or Friday. It happened six times at least, and it's just, come on. You know, it's like... But how does it drive? Other than that design flaw, does it drive well? It's nice around town. It's pretty peppy. It rides okay. It's very quiet. There's what no are these going to cost me? $39,385. Expensive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it, it, it makes, makes no sound. It's it, they, they, like they did weird stuff. They got rid of like the golf ball shift knob. Yeah. It doesn't have the plaid seats. Uh, maybe you can get them in other trims. I don't know. But you can't get the golf ball shift knob. So it's, it's an odd GTI. I feel like the interior was done by a team that was like trying to reinvent a wheel where it wasn't needed to be reinvented. And they lost some of the key GTI things. Well, isn't isn't uh, Volkswagen in a state of flux right now? Didn't they just lose their price? Dies, yeah. Dies was uh, thrown away. Or Why? Whatever. I've read various things. Yeah. He, he he took too big of a swing at electric. What's the truth? I What's heard that. Uh, look, here's the truth is that the Volkswagen, the all-powerful Volkswagen uh, supervisory board is Piek and Porsche family members. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if they don't like you, and they probably thought Bloom at Porsche's doing a great job. Uh, Deese running the whole thing isn't, so he's got to go. They put this guy in, and they'll fire him in a couple of years they've and been somebody else. They've been spiraling since the Diesel scandal. Oh, they've, Dieselgate was horrible. I mean, it cost them Yeah, billions. but at a certain point, you get it to back together, and you get a direction, and you take the company in a direction, and I feel like just being on the outside of that brand, they don't have a focus right now. They're unfocused. We're going to be all electric. We're not all electric. We've got these cars. They just don't have... Uh, a direction and yeah. you know if I were to just guess I would say it would be that you've got to that's your job you got to lead these guys out of it you've got to find a way for the brand to survive Re- remember though he Deese was not just Volkswagen he was Volkswagen Automotive Group he's in, right. in charge of the whole thing yeah. whole, so there's a lot there there's 10 brands or 11 brands whatever mm-hmm. it is um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Again, though, it, it's just one of those things. It's it's like Ford. It's like, well, really, it's the Ford family. Yeah, they have Jim Farley, but like the Ford family is in control ultimately, right. and it's even stronger in Germany, where it's like the Piek and the Porsche families. They're sitting in in Salzburg, Austria, make calling the shots. I mean, that's just what's happening, as far as I understand it. So it's pretty inscrutable, like why he was actually let go. Indescrutable. Yeah. 
Yeah. The and problem. he's a short-figured maggot. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real reason. You want the truth? <laughs> Zuckerman. That was a good callback, Johnny. Thank you. Thank you. I enjoyed that. Thank you. It was just sitting there, and you grabbed it. Hey, you know. Did you buy a lottery ticket for <laughs> no. a chance to win $1.28 billion? Uh, no, did you? Of course. You did? Yeah. Uh, and yeah. did you win? I did not. <laughs> oh. No, I didn't come close. How strange. But I, I had fun. I had fun thinking about what I would do with the money. and uh, What would you do with the money? Well, immediately I go right to cars. I go yeah, right yeah, to yeah, cars yeah. And, uh, and where to store them and how to store them. And uh, I was going to blow my collection out in a major way. Okay. I'd be opening up a very big Ferrari wing. <laughs> yes. I would be doing that. Okay. And then I would probably go way back into the Porsche world, into the 550 world. I'd, I'd probably be getting into that stuff. Right. But oh, 550 for sure. Then I thought I wouldn't do anything. Then I thought I'd just keep my life the same. I'm happy. I don't need all that crap. Mm. Sometimes you overcomplicate things. Sometimes your life is simple enough and buying too much crap. It's, yeah. Uh, and I'm kind of getting there. I don't know if it's just my age where I'm just not caring so much about that stuff anymore. How many cars do you currently own? I don't know. A lot. See, that's a problem. Not a lot, but some. But I don't need much. But like, are you over 10? Eh, probably in that area. Okay. I'm always in that zone. But you don't know. me and Zuckerman. Okay. Cause no, the- I don't count... But I, I could, but I don't want to do that on the air. Okay. Hey, I'm sorry. I thought... I am, though... Here's what I am excited about. I would have... Uh, I'm going to work on my Land Rover. That's oh. my... Uh, now that I have a couple weeks off, I'm going to get re-engaged with my car life. And, and it's, so the Land Rover's been out of commission? Yeah, but we found a new mechanic oh, good. in Santa Monica. And I, he, said, uh, he said the right thing. He goes, I can't take you for three weeks. He's French. And I said, Great. I'll call you in three weeks, which was yesterday, and then I forgot. Nice. But I'm going to give him the truck, and I'm going to do that thing that I don't like doing, which is just uh, drive it and tell me what you think. Mm. And you make some recommendations. And uh, I guarantee you I'll spend some money, and I'll get that truck back, and it'll be the same. (laughs) (laughs) I'll feel better. Yeah. yeah, I'll feel better. I'll feel better. What would you do with it? I mean, that's so much money. Yeah. Here's Uh, what I thought. You want to know what I honestly thought? I go, sure... My wife could do a lot of good with that money because she she heads a bunch of causes that we both believe in, and right. I'm sure she would be great uh, having a budget and doing some of those things. Yeah, I'd probably buy a car too. But what I really worried was that I'm just going to ruin generations of Ferristons after that. I'm oh, going to be yeah, creating yeah, yeah. that kind of dopey ass kid. Yes, you know the Chumley, the Rumdum. I was just talking about one of them this morning, and yes. I would. I would it, uh, all I thought about was how would I conceal this from my kids so that their uh, ambition was not ruined? Because I've met I've met some uh, kids, some friends of ours out here in Malibu whose parents were very wealthy and they never knew it growing up and now they're thriving. You know, yeah, they're happy yeah, to have yeah. that money, but they created careers for themselves and they raised their kids modestly and it's nice. Yeah, I would I would just start buying property. That would that's all I would do. I would I would pull a Zuckerman. I would just like I like yeah. that I like that part of LA and I just buy houses and uh and then I would But I'd, then you've got house problems. 
I know, but you'd have a billion dollars so you could fix it. <clears throat> you know. No, but then you got to hire the guys to do those things. And then somewhere down the line, those guys start stealing from you. But if I buy... Or murder you. If, if I buy... Short-fingered <laughs> Short-fingered maggots. Let's say... Let's no. kill the maggot and take his money. <laughs> then you got to get security. Let's say I you buy... You see how but, complicated your life is? Yeah, but I, w- I would... I wouldn't... You know, I'd buy... I'd do what Ducker Mendozo. He, he has a never-ending series of... Ducker Mendozo have billions of dollars. But he has a, nev- he has a lot of... Three Three bedroom, two bathroom house. Yes, and they're that's great. Those are small problems. Those are with those rentals are, and yeah. yeah, but yeah. So that's I do I that, you know. And then if you have a billion dollars, like you know, you just hire a guy. You might as well just put a big target on your back. You're in big trouble if you have that money right now. Really? Yeah, I would. I would. People I, will instantly try to kill you. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'd move to Italy. It'd be great. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd go hang out with Jerry. Let's <clears throat> eat pasta. It'd be it'd be great. My friends that have tons of money with the exception of a couple of famous ones. They just, now that they're not worried about money, because I think for most of us, we worry about money, especially the guys listening. That's all I do. We worry worry about money constantly because we provide for families. We're thinking about that, how to get food on the table, the whole thing. That's what we do day in and day out. When that's lifted, and it's been lifted in my life several times. Cash in, cash out. I immediately go right to, I'm going to die soon. I immediately start to worry about yes. my mortality. Yes. I start counting the years left. I, I, I did that last night. I literally was like... It's crazy. Because I was watching a show about somebody. He's like, I'm 44 years old. And then somebody was like, yeah. that's over half your life left. And I was like, oh, God, I'm older than that. And I wonder why most of my friends who have that kind of money have concierge doctors. And they go, every time, like, I go, are you all right? You don't look right. They're going into the doctors because they're in that space. Right. They have plenty of money. Right. But now they're worried everything's going to kill them. And now how do they stay alive? So there's but, no real... But you, you were saying... Most most of your friends with a lot of money do something. So no, they couple- go right into their own mortality and worry uh, and fear. Okay. And then they screw their lives up. Right. Why don't right, I right. trade in the wife? Right. Why don't I trade in the house? Why don't I? And they, you know, it, it can be nice. I, I think it's nice to be out of debt. Yeah. That's always a great moment. That's one of the nicest feelings in the world. Yeah, you yeah. can do that. Yeah. That was a very happy moment in my life. Yeah. Short of that, I think it can only complicate <laughs> Except for Ferrari 250 short wheelbase. Well. I think you'd be allowed one car. See, if you could have a Lusso, you'd have to have both. I'd have to go 250 short wheelbase. Well, no, but I'm saying if you have a billion dollars, you could get a short wheelbase. You could get a Lusso, 250 Lusso. You could get a Pinot Frina Coupe. See, and now it's getting complicated 50s. again. Well, but you have so much money. No, but you don't need to see you. You just have to curate your collection. I really would. I would get one. I'd probably get one Ferrari 250 short wheelbase. Mm. It's my dream car. I'd get that. I'd get uh, something really old and rare Porsche wise. And then I would uh, I would trade in the, the Land Rover, which I'm thinking about doing anyways. I'd just get a perfect old Land Rover. I, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, I, my first thing is I said property. I need a place for my cars. I don't have this. right. I don't right. have a hanger, so I have to get. Well, you know, a Matt Farah has a place. Why don't you just rent one of his spots? I w- I would want like I'm so spoiled by hanging around you guys. I would want like you know the this thing. Yeah, yeah. So if in a billion dollars, you could get this. You know, you could. Yeah, that's all. Then the gate doesn't work, and then yeah, I- <laughs> <laughs> then I'll play the lotto again. <laughs> and someone leaves your car outside and it gets ruined, and then someone breaks in, and then. Yeah, just but trouble. I would. Uh, I just win the lotto one more time to pay for all that. Well, we didn't win. Yeah, somebody in Illinois won, and congratulations! Don't tell anybody. And uh, yeah, move to Italy. Give why, it all away. Why Italy? It's delicious. I love Italy. I don't know. <clears throat> it's my favorite. no. Italy's amazing, but I I don't know that I'd want to move there with that much money. 
I, it's I good for about know. a week. Yeah, you get you get a, you get a villa. You know, you get a little. You could really villa. live outside of a city like this. I can't live outside of a city like. Could this. I? Yeah. No, I, I'd I'd wind up in, I'd wind. I tell you what, I do. I'd wind up here or London. Those are the only cities I could probably live in. Maybe it's Berlin. Damn cold in London. It's hot. It's damn it's hot right now, baby. Yeah, I know, and yeah. hot, right? But, but I could do Berlin. I like Berlin, but that's I'm I'm, I'm a city guy. Like I, I gotta be I used, right. I used like I used to live in New York. I'm used to that. Yes. So it's like, there you go. I remember when I moved to New York, I was moving in and, and like, I had one jacket. I was, you know, I was such an idiot and like my zipper was broken. And I, I was like asking my buddy I'm moving in with, I go, Hey, did you know where like, they can fix zippers? And he's like, it's Manhattan. I walked by a zipper repair shop randomly. Like you're going to be fine. You know, like you don't need, you know, it's just, everything's there. Did you ever hear Louis CK's bit about being a billionaire? No. It's so funny. You should look it up. Okay. <laughs> he said he would open up something about he'd open up a chain of pet stores called Shit Ass Pet Fuckers. And in the store, there's just a lot of people working there, but there's only one can of dog food called Shit Ass Pet Fuckers Dog Food. He'd open them up all around the United yeah. States, all around the world, just right, so people right. would come in and go, What is this? <laughs> okay. That's pretty. I mean, I have some weird ideas. That's too. a weird if, if way I'm, to spend money. If I'm not being a short fingered maggot, I would. Uh, I would property property. That seems like the best bet. I guess. You know, get the get the house so you can put your kayak there. I was at a beautiful house last night, and I saw the pictures. <clears throat> it's a nice picture. It was my friend's wedding. Jeff, congratulations, um, wedding party. But as you're looking out, you realize, and we we've talked about it. It's it's the only moment people enjoy the house after a week of living in any place like that it just becomes your house yeah 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 you, you don't even look outside the view anymore you know other people enjoy it so you really all your property is just going to be for other people to enjoy I not just, you I just like I don't know I, I, I'm spending too much time with Zuckerman <laughs> but <laughs> no Zuckerman has a sound investment plan what yeah. you're talking about is different yeah that's yeah. not what I'm saying yeah yeah buying property you can't go wrong no, Until no, I, the earthquake. Well, that's when you buy is after the earthquake. But no, but like just, I still enjoy, and I think he does too, like his Baldwin Hills place. I still- No, it's an amazing house. We, all, we have right. an old man, let's live there plan. Yeah, okay. It's, if I, we I, survive all the wives, we're going to go up there and have one last uh, hurrah. I want in. Give me in. Sure, there's plenty of bedrooms. Oh, oh my God. I would, we're all there. Can I, can I just die smoking a cigar? Do you know how hard it would you? be to live there? When you can't even pull into this hangar of his without him yelling at you, I think. What are you parking there for? I think living with Zuckerman would be the most annoying, <laughs> horrible. <laughs> like when you go to his office and the parking. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> Fucking Spike! Why? Why can't you pull in? Pull in. He left the mustard knife out again. <laughs> left the mustard knife. He yelled at me once for. You know, because we eat before the podcast. Yes. Don't eat stand in there. Bring it outside and eat. Because I took a bite of something. I'm like, what? I know. I know. Yeah, it's too much management. That would be, that would be, I just want the house. I don't really, I don't, I don't need Paul. No, he's, he's what makes it. Oh, shut up, you maggot. <laughs> <laughs> maggot. Well, that's our show. We Ooh. did an hour and uh, 17 minutes here. Really? It feels yeah. like 40. I don't know what else to say. Uh, again, we don't have tickets for you guys up at Pebble Beach, but if you want to come and say hi, it's Saturday at 1.30. Come say hi. Say hello before you head out and see the cars. We're happy to say hi. They are going to add more seats, so uh, maybe you will get lucky. Um, and if you're there, I'll just walk in myself. How about that? And maybe Zuckerman will hit you in the head with a Zuckerman sticker. Yeah, and it should be good. What do you think we should do on this show? 
I have no idea. If I mean, if Jerry's going to be there, that kind of changes stuff, right? I mean, um, there's going to be a lot of like, <clears throat> yeah, really, like, like you said, like, what's the one that got away? Um, I don't just want to do audience questions. It's going to be an episode because the majority of people will be listening to the episode. But I think we were going to do live segments, all of our segments, you know, which could do- be what's Johnny driving. Yes. But I thought we might focus in on the Pebble Beach car scene. What I was going to say means. is they're revealing so many cars, including the GT3 RS will be revealed. Really? Uh, I think the 17th. That's the Wednesday. And oh, then great. it'll be at the Quail. So we'll all have seen it. Uh, well, let's we'll get together and put together a uh, a segment list. I think yeah. we should do a Dear Zuckerman in oh, front of the crowd. Oh, a live Dear Zuckerman and with an insurance story to cap it all off. <laughs> I will uh, hand select because I know how he works best. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll talk to Jerry for a little while and then bring my you guys husband, up. Yeah. <laughs> my husband doesn't like when I eat food. <laughs> I think... I would think that maybe I would. I, maybe I would do 10 minutes with Jerry and then bring you guys up or then bring you up and Matt and then bring Zucker. I, I don't know. We'll figure out a show so it's fun for everybody yeah, there. I think if we'll everyone's on stage, and- you know how some people like, you're like, ah, Zuckerman's the best part of the show. Just have everybody on stage and let it just be a show. That's just the, some of the listeners. I mean, <laughs> the reality is they only want to hear Jerry Seinfeld talk. Uh, yeah, yeah. But if you bring in some knowledge about some new models, that'll be cool. Well, yeah. Paul has, he just, you know, he's not used to being on stage. So no. He's, and he he's already able, trying he, to get out of it. Well, he, he, you don't really need me up there, do you? And he'll, he won't be able to be on his phone. So he won't, yeah, no, I know. He won't know what to do. He'll have to like, yeah. actually look at the No, audience. he'll have to feel the heat. Look, if you're going to do this podcast and Spike. be a performer. Spike, these people are disgusting. You got to learn how to deal with the pressure. They're and disgusting. They're all looking at me, Spike. They're 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 a passionate audience that loves him and loves all of us. Fair and swine. And we're looking forward to seeing you. And if it works well, we'll maybe take this show on the road. Hey. And do some more. Um, Sweet. Do some video. Ooh. That's it. That's our show, Johnny. Anything else to add? Nothing. Just uh, go to Johnny's uh, Blipshift store and you got those Zuckerman stickers. Yes. Blipshift.com slash Johnny. Come say hi to me on Instagram uh, Messenger. Happy to chat with you. Um, I'm not going to take the time to tell you what car to buy anymore because that's <laughs> 20 or 30 of those a day. But you know, I like the Porsche. Oh. I will tell you that. I, and, I got uh, one to tell you off the air. <laughs> about what? About a guy who... I'll tell you off the Why air. can't you now you've now the poor listeners have heard that piece. It's a, tell them what it's about. Somebody got a hold of my phone number. Let's put it like that. Yeah. And they wanted car advice. And I yeah. was like I was very upset. Oh, and they texted you. Oh no. They called you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> well, that 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 was happening to me a lot on Facebook. At one point Facebook could call you and then Instagram yes. can call you. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, this was, he sent me, like, an email I had sent to him years before, and it was just my signature. Don't ask. All right, I have to go, go play tennis. Let's go. Let's go. We'll see you next week on Spike's Car Radio. Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio, brought to you by Hangar 56. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. 
CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.